Hey ladies, the Beautiful Movement now has their summer box available for pre-sale. This means that you have the chance to sign up before these boxes sell out again. If you have not had the opportunity to get one of these boxes, grab your box today. These boxes are becoming so popular, they're actually selling out. The theme in this box is Walking with Jesus, a box that will help you grow deeper with God this summer. It's the perfect summer starter kit that you don't want to miss. Head on over to www.jointhebeautifulmovement.com to sign up today. Be sure to use the discount code UNCOMMONTEEN, all one word, for 15% off your first box. You can also follow The Beautiful Movement on Instagram at the underscore beautiful underscore movement. Ladies, you don't want to miss this. Welcome to the Uncommon Teen Podcast, the podcast for Christian teen girls. Each week we talk about real life issues that you're facing and how to overcome them in a way that stays true to who God created you to be. I'm your host, Jamie Kirshner, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. All right, ladies, this week we have a special guest, Karis Snyder. And let me tell you, I am super excited about this guest because she is talking all about mental health. Karis Snyder is a Christian speaker, author, podcaster, and life coach. This was such a life-changing conversation on the subject of anxiety and mental health that we have to make it two parts because I did not want you guys to miss any bit of it. This week on part one, Karis shares her story about how she dealt with anxiety and depression as early as, listen ladies, six years old. She wants you to know that you are not alone. So many girls your age are walking through the same things that you are. Karis, it is so good to have you join us this week on the Uncommon Team Podcast. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Yes. I, okay. So I always love to start out with our guests asking you a few questions so that these girls can get to know you a little bit better. The first one is tell me something fun about yourself that not very many people know. Okay. So a few years I had the opportunity to sing in front of a crowd of about 8,000 people. Um, it was kind of nerve wracking, very anxious because the dress that I had to, to wear, it was a competition thing. I made it into the top 10. So how we do, we have to have something new and, and fun and things. And, um, the dress I tried on zipper worked fine, all those things, but the dress that I brought home, when I put that dress on backstage, the zipper would not zip. It wouldn't go all the way up. So I was freaking out and, uh, Luckily, there was a lady that was backstage. She had a needle and thread. She literally sewed me into the dress. I had about 30 seconds to go, and then I went out on the stage. I didn't win. I didn't make the top five, but I made it out there with the dress on. So <laughs> I'll tell you what, that's incredible <laughs> because I think most of us were probably panicked and been like, I can't do this. I can't do this. <laughs> uh, yeah. I panicked. It was really, yeah, it was a lot of panic. But the funny thing is, after it was over and I was changing clothes, the zipper worked fine. Of course. That's just the way it is. <laughs> oh, so, oh, well. <laughs> I love that. That's hilarious. All right. So what is your favorite worship song to just worship to right now? I love a lot of worship music, but I got to tell you, my favorite one right now is Goodness of God. I love that song. Every time I hear it, I want to just weep, you know, just God's goodness and how he's with us in everything that we face, um, all of it. And so I, I think that feels like an anthem for me sometimes. A lot of the, the guests that I interview, <laughs> that's very cool. 
I would say it's probably my daughter's favorite song too. She's 15. I, I do like that song as well. It's not my anthem, but <laughs> I do love it because God is so I would love to know. Yeah. What is yours? What do you, what would you say? Probably Rise Up. That's probably ah. my favorite. Like oh, the part where he talks about like, you know, the devil thought he had me, but Jesus said he's mine or I'm his. I'm like, oh yeah. Oh, I got chills. Yes. <laughs> it's so good. Gets me every time. I'm like, okay, God, you're good. <laughs> love that. All right. So what is a verse that is speaking to you right now? Psalms 94, 19 is one um, that I have really, it's, you know, as a writer, I've learned a lot about scriptures. I didn't really know were in the Bible until I started writing. And when I discovered Psalms 94, 19, I cling to this one. Um, And it says, when anxiety was great within me, your consolation, your comfort, brought me joy. And so I think it is the beginning when anxiety. So to know, Hey, when anxiety comes, it's going to happen. It's going to come. I can go to God. I don't have to run from him. I can run to his comfort and he'll bring me joy in the midst of that difficulty. I can't, you know, we can't always run away from hard things, but he'll bring me comfort. He'll bring me joy and he'll walk with Psalms 94, 19. I even have it as my screensaver on my phone. I love that. That is such a good verse, especially times that we are living right now where there's so much uncertainty and there's so much fear of the we're feeling right now, especially after post COVID, you know, post shutdown, it's, it's been crazy. And so I think that's a verse for a lot of you ladies. Uh, I just encourage you to go back and read that verse and really think about it and talk to God about it. So good. Yeah, that's great. It's so powerful. Yeah. I'll leave in a question, but so tell me a short, let me rephrase that. Tell me a quick version about Chris is and how you got started and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, I am a Christian communicator, I'm a speaker, writer, coach, podcaster. Um, and so, you know, you, when you're growing up and they're always asking you, hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to major in? How are you going to get to that point in your life? I wanted to run my own daycare. Like that was my goal in my life. And I did do that, girls, for a whole year. I got to do that after I graduated college. Um, but God began to lead me on another. I, I found myself about 11 years ago dealing with a lot of anxiety and depression, um, almost to the point where it took my life. I mean, I hit rock bottom, filled with a lot of dread and just a lot of and fear. I was very involved in the church, even at the time when that happened. Um, and when that did happen, when that moment happened, and, and I really thought there was just no need for me to be here at all on this earth. I had nothing to offer. I was more of a burden and bother to people than I was a help or adding value. God met me in that moment, kind of in that dark pit. And he whispered into my soul, look up, look up. You're not alone. Uh, you, friends were there. My family was there. My church did not uh, turn their nose up at me and, and shun me away. They loved me through it. A counselor, a doctor was there. And as I began to just kind of have that healing and restoration, and I would share my story with my friends, they would begin to ask me, hey, how are you? And I would tell them, you know, I'm, I'm anxious or I'm kind of dealing with some depression. I would get met with so many people who would look at me and say, me too, me too. And so God began to just kind of reveal that others need to know faith and mental health go together. This is not something you have to hide, not something that that God doesn't want us to not deal with. He absolutely wants us to deal with it. So God kind of took my experience of what I went through with anxiety and depression and about talking about faith and mental health, especially for our teens um, and, you know, even for adult purpose for you. God is not mad at you 
we are supposed to deal with these things, you know? And so that is kind of where my writing journey went. And when I travel and speak, uh, even if it's a church or, or school or a conference, it often deals with faith and mental health going together. And thankfully, I do think COVID brought us out of this a little bit. We're talking more about it. We're having more of these conversations, which I think are needed. And so that's kind of how how God brought me into what I'm doing now. I use those experiences that the enemy meant to harm them for good for the past few years. Yeah, that is so good. Uh, I can't tell you, and you you probably are not surprised by this, but I, how many emails I get from teen girls that are talking about mental health and like, I've had questions like, is it okay to see a counselor? Is it biblical? You know, like, or is it a sin? Or I've see, heard questions like, you know, I am dealing with these things about you. It's like, this is your specialty. Like you mm-hmm. talk to people about this because you understand where they've been. And I I was there in my teen years. I was a mess. I did not know God. I did not become a Christian until I was 18, but I was a mess. Like message on your heart for these young ladies. And I would love to hear what it is that you have to share with them. Yeah. I just wanted to pause before I go into kind of my journey. I remember being in that place where I thought anxiety and depression were a sin. Um, and even thought that they weren't real, you know, and if, if young girls came to me with those struggles, unfortunately, I was church leaders who said, hey, you need to read. You need to trust God more, uh, pray harder, do more. Um, found myself there. I realized how non-compassionate, you know, that was that I, I, Jesus, I don't know that he was anywhere in the Bible where he said, suck it up, buttercup and move on. He did not have that attitude. And so I want to pause and just say very quickly to any young teen girls listening, if you've ever been met with words, I am so sorry. I am so sorry. I didn't realize what I was saying in those moments. And and, and I don't think the people who have said those things maybe to you, they have no idea what they're saying. And I know it's hurtful, but I want you to know that what you are is very real. Anxiety and depression is very real. It's not just made up in your head. Um, And God knows that it's real. And he offers that space for you to come to him. Um, So for me, honestly, for me and my story and journey, I did grow up in a, in a home. I came to to know Jesus as Savior at a very young age. I was eight years old, but I dealt with a lot of bullying growing up. I was born with a mild form of cerebral palsy in the left side of my body. So it's a, it's a physical disability that, that causes your muscles to be very tight or they can be very spastic. And I will never forget in first grade, a boy who he played baseball with my twin brother he went to church with us. He gathered my whole class around me one day and he was like, hey, Karis, why do you hold your arm up like that? Why do you why do you look like a bunny? Held both of his arms like a rabbit and he hopped around me in a circle. And I, I it crushed me. I don't know if any of you experienced bullying, but I was crushed. I mean, I was six years old. I can still remember that moment when they were making fun of me. So I realized in that moment I was different that I wasn't like everyone else. And so I felt those stings of rejection, but I did something early on that I kind of taught myself and how to deal with anxiety and depression. And that was to hide it, push it down. Don't talk about it. Pretend like it doesn't happen. Pretend like everything is all good. And I began to just try almost perfect, like this spirit, not a spirit of perfection, but just this, uh, this attitude of you have to be perfect in everything that you do. Don't make a mistake. So I put that pressure on myself all through school, middle school, high school, um, because I didn't want to be rejected again. I didn't want to go through that. Um, And because I was putting so much pressure on myself and found feelings and emotions that I had, like this massive explosion inside. 
And I'll never forget when I was graduating high school, my twin brother was driving us to school one day. And I mean, I was like president of everything. I was top five class, anything that I could do to mask all the things. Girls, you probably get it. You probably understand what I'm saying. Um, it was starting to kind of catch up with me because I had to start making decisions. My parents couldn't afford to send me to college. How was I going to go? What was I going to do? Um, so we almost make it to school. My brother hits this tiny bump in the road. I had orange juice that I was drinking and it spilled all over my outfit, which, you know, I spent a lot of time trying to get that outfit ready to go. And we parked in the parking lot and I lost it. I mean, I just broke down. I started crying. He went in the school car, drove back home. And uh, my mom met me outside that day and she just let me come home. She let me cry. She let me kind of work through what was deal with anxiety. Then we didn't talk about what it was. I didn't really know what it was. Um, But as I went through college and finally became an adult, that anxiety and depression, there was nowhere else for it to go. I had stuffed it down and I had stuffed it down and I couldn't stuff it down anymore. And all of a sudden I would start feeling these pains in my chest. Like it would feel like an elephant like a herd of elephants just jumping up and down. And that was scary because I couldn't identify what it was. I couldn't name it. Um, and so my heart would race. My breathing would get really fast. I couldn't sleep at night. My thoughts would just like there and I couldn't make them stop. I would feel really faint, kind of deep. And uh, still wouldn't tell anybody. I was still masking everything. I still wasn't uh, letting anyone in. And I'll never forget, I was sitting on my couch having a major panic attack. I called my mom and she told me to go to the doctor. And um, when I got to the doctor, he said, hey, your heart is fine. Because I thought I was having a heart attack. Uh, He said, your heart's fine. You're having an anxiety attack. And I looked at that doctor because at that time, I still wasn't sure anxiety was a real thing. And I told the doctor, I think that you're wrong. It's me. I did. Um, So I did. And uh, I I was still in denial. Um, So then what I did to try to numb the pain of anxiety and depression, because I didn't want to do it, I wanted to avoid. I began to starve it. I began to starve the pain. Um, I was not even eating a thousand calories a day and I was working out multiple hours in the day. And I mean, I just got myself down to a physical place that was not healthy. All my nutrients, body, those hormones just kind of were depleted. So I moved from anxiety to depression. Um, and I just felt less than hopeless, worthless, purposeless. And uh, for me as an adult, the rock bottom part was actually having a miscarriage. I was pregnant and I lost the baby around eight weeks. And then that moment, thoughts of just not needing needing to be here were kind of in my head. Um, but it was also in that moment where God just told me to look up and he loved me to know. because I don't know if, if you guys ever do this. I needed to know that I wasn't alone. Um, and I really, the enemy had me so convinced that God was going to be mad at me. He was never going to use me, that I didn't have a purpose, that I didn't have any gifts, that I had nothing to offer. And that's where God kind of met me and reminded me, hey, I made you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And I needed you together as a masterpiece with skills and, and abilities that no one else has. And, that, and those things are there. We just got a place where you can begin to use those things. So God would constantly remind me of that, that he loved me that he cared about me, that I did matter, that I did have a purpose, and that it wasn't just me. Anxiety and depression, it totally convinces us, right, that it's only us, that no one else is dealing with it. And if anybody knew what you were going through, they would be shocked or they would be disappointed 
or they might be ashamed. And that's where I was because I was a leader in the church and I didn't want to disappoint anyone. I didn't want to disappoint God or let them down. But as I began to share and as God began to heal and restore me, he let me know over and over that there were hundreds of millions of us. I mean, right now it's the numbers are one out of three teens that are dealing with some form of anxiety. So it is very common. Um, And as God began to reveal that to me and remind me of that, I began to learn then at that point, you've got to learn how to respond differently. You don't have to avoid it. You don't have to pretend like it's not there. There are ways and skills, practical skills, practical strategies. I learned those things. That's what I love to teach our girls. That's what I love to teach our, our, our ladies. Here are some practical things that you can do when you feel anxious so that it doesn't steal life from you the way that it did for me. And for those girls who are listening to your podcast, that's what I want from them. I don't want it to steal life from them anymore because I know what that feels like to sit in your room at night, cry and feel like you're a failure, to feel like you're just disappointing and letting everyone. And I know that that's your. And so I love that you talk to them about those things because we can never truly overcome. And so I'm just so, so thankful for this message. One thing I also wanted to bring up real quick too, about something that you said was you were leaving. And so I know that you're talking to these girls as well. I, a lot of the girls that listen to this podcast do like to not. And so that doesn't help. You're right. And I, feeling just and trying to keep up with that, trying to keep up with that pace. It's exhausting. Um, these girls are tired. They're tired physically um, and emotionally. And I give you permission today that God doesn't expect perfection from you. Um, so if he doesn't expect it, you can take that expectation. Um, we'll talk through a few things maybe that can help you through that process, but just know that God does not want you to walk under that anymore. So there is permission to take that expectation of perfection off of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that expectation of perfection brings so much anxiety. Or be sure to tune into next week. Be sure to tune into next week's episode as Kara shares tools that that she aren't dealing with anxiety and depression. And if you know somebody who is, chances are you have a friend or you know somebody who is. I want to encourage you, share them, experience the freedom that God has for their life as well. All right. So as we do every single week, I want you to repeat after me and I want you to really mean it from your heart. I am beautiful. I am valuable. My beauty and my value, they don't change. Even if someone fails to see how incredible God made me. All right, ladies, if you have not yet that God is going to be doing, share this podcast with a friend of yours that you know will bless and touch their lives. All right, ladies, have an amazing week and we will see you back here next time. Ladies, I hope that this episode helped you today. I hope that you know just how much God really does love you. Now, I want you to repeat after me, and I want you to mean it with all your heart. I am beautiful. I am valuable. My beauty and my value, they don't change. Even if someone fails to see how incredible God made me. All right, ladies, so I have a question for you. What does your summer look like? What is one thing that you are going to do this summer that is going to change your life forever? 
What are you going to do this summer to help you make friends who love Jesus that will help you grow in your walk with God, all while having a blast? If your answer is, well, (laughs) not really a whole lot, well, I have something just for you that will help you do all of those things. Are you interested? What if you did something this summer that could change your life forever? Ladies, I want to invite you to join me for Uncommon Teen Live 2024 because you are going to do just that. You are going to meet your new besties. You're going to have a blast and grow in your walk with God. So grab your parents, head on over to UncommonTeen.com and grab your tickets today.